Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. Podcast. Uh, hopefully that didn't pop too much because this is the first time I'm doing this level purely audio. Audibly. It doesn't pop as much as that person said it does. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in my head, that. I We've know. got a new audio set up, folks. We've got proper, expensive microphones on metal arms. I love it. And not those old headsets that were old when we got them two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love they, it. But they've been falling apart, fraying. There's a part of the band that goes over the top of the head of my set that just comes off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were terrible. You haven't finished your introduction, by the way. I'm Ollie Davis, if you don't know. Uh, But you already knew that. What was the old Alberto Del Rio thing? But you already knew that, didn't you? (laughs) Something like that. Uh, I'm Alberto Del Rio. And then he would say, but you already knew that, didn't you? Maybe I'm putting a bit too much Welsh into that. (laughs) Well, he was a very Welsh character. Oh, but you already knew that, didn't you? (laughs) Go Gwenlin. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, the master of accents, Ollie Davis. Give me another one. Um, don't don't do anything that's sort of Yorkshire ethnically awkward because that always comes out. Yorkshire. Even though they're just all accents. Yorkshire. Here, pet. I'm <laughs> from Yorkshire. Give me a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> I like Leeds United. <laughs> We were um, we were watching an episode of uh, Fresh Off the Boat the other the other day, which is a fantastic comedy series. It's so funny, and I bloody love Constance Wu. She's so good. But um, the the lead guy, Randall Park, does a very good um, Donald Duck voice. You know, like I can't do it. And I turned to my wife and I said, "Do you know who does a really good Donald Duck voice?" And she was like, "Ollie Davis." And I was like, "No." And we listened. You don't know that. I said, no, he doesn't. And then we went through a couple of things. He said, by the way, I knew it was never going to be Ollie Davis. <laughs> of all the people I said, it was never going to be him. Oh, I'm glad you make fun of me <laughs> at home when I'm not around. <laughs> yeah. Can you do a Donald Duck voice? I don't know. <laughs> it's not bad. I don't know. 
I just so what I'm doing is I'm kind of collapsing my voice box <laughs> into my chin <laughs> and just putting a lot of spit in my mouth. Yeah. What's the do your one? All my all my accents seem to go in New York eventually. <laughs> Angry New Yorker. Eventually, every road leads to New York. It's just my my Vince McMahon one. Can it's I, the only one I can do confidently. Can I um? Can I do some real talk with you? Yeah. So I went to go get my hair cut yesterday. Looks snazzy. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. So I went to go get my hair cut. Fresh trim. Thanks. Um, it's fresh off the head. And uh, I, so I went to go get my haircuts. Uh, when we were recording this on a Friday, I went to go get my haircut on Thursday. And my uh, barber or my hairdresser uh, was in there. She looks like June Diane Raphael. Um, if you, anyone who watches uh, Grace and Frankie or listens to How Did This Get Made. And, um, but she, she was cutting my hair, you know, and she was sort of looking at, she was You just did around. a sheer motion, like, uh, like garden clippers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How big were the utensils? Well, she's, she's basically like Brutus the Barber beefcake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That, that's what I was after. Um, so she, I mean, what do you, what do you want? And I said, I have what I usually have: 0.5 all around the sides, up until the line, and then just you go to 0.5 on the sides. Yeah, yeah. I like it as short as possible. Wow. Um, so she did the 0.5. It's taste in women too. <laughs> <laughs> so she did the 0.5 around the side, and then she stopped and she paused and she was like, "I think it's time to give this up." <gasps> Wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm automatically thinking one thing. Maybe she could what well, she wasn't talking to someone else. And she was talking directly to me. And she was talking about my hair. They're quite forward in there. Aren't they just? I mean, I know they give you free beer and everything. I didn't have one. But like she Maybe uh, she'd had a few. Yeah, she literally just thought she was like, It's time to give this up. And I was like, Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> and she and she was like it's, I mean, it's it's not working. I mean, if, if a gust of wind goes, it's just going to look ridiculous. Wow. She's which like, she's which like, blonde lady was it? Because me and Luke go to the same barbers. Uh, well, there is, there's one guy in there who yeah. always cuts my hair. He's fantastic. I haven't actually had that guy he, cut my hair. He told me that I'd been parting my hair wrong on the wrong side oh, all my yes, life. Oh, yes, he did. And I had yeah, him I again that. last night. Me and Luke have synced up like yeah. women and their times of the month. Well, that's a picture of June Diane Raphael. She looks like sure. that one. Very thick Essex accents. Is she? Well, they're all related. They're all sisters. Are they and really? the the well, the elderly one of them who looks the same age as all of them. Yeah, is the mum. Um, um, she's is also she, is she is she a bit larger than the other. She was ladies? also wearing uh, Dave Meltzer's um, jumper oh, from uh, from. Uh, I know the one you mean. Yeah, she's the most loutish of them all. Yeah, and she, she just she came out when I was getting my hair cut. She came out of the toilet and went whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she had had a few beers. Could be, but yeah. This she was, was a hairdresser. She was just like, I'm just being honest. I'm just, I'm just being. I just. I'm brutally honest with people because you are. You're like a walking billboard when you leave this place of of the work that I do. You're my clients. So what I, the so hell? I want, so I want you looking as good as you possibly can when you walk out of here. And she then she was. You know, she prefaced things like you've got such a lovely shaped head. You got a yeah, really nice yeah, head. Yeah. You got a really nice I've face. Always said that about. Thank you. you very much. Which is one of the reasons why I've never shaved my head because I always thought my head was a weird shape. And she was like, you know, your beard's really good, so you don't need to have this this thing up on top. It doesn't work. Can you take your... Is that why you're wearing a hat right now? Well, no, I'm wearing a hat because I was on camera today and I, I can't be asked with YouTube comments talking about it. Can I have a look? Oh, that looks fine. That's what I thought. I spin, thought it was fine. Spin round. We, oh, this is where it's going to reveal the, the <laughs> massive baldness at the back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you're combing it over. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 100, yeah. Oh, 100% I'm combing one, this over. One of the strands has fallen down, probably yeah. because of the hat. 
to create a kind of rat tail effect. <laughs> I think you should also double down on that. <laughs> you should have one, just let one really long strand grow just at the grow back. out, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a real, like, man, it was a wake-up call. It was like The Rock's wake-up call, that TV show he once had. So what What? What? What are you going to do? Well, she then, like, because she said this, and she was like, you know, it's time for this to go. You need to give this up. And with the, with the clippers in her hand, and then she was like, so we're doing it, yeah? Before I'd even said no, I was like, I was. She was like, I could just do it now, and I'm like, whoa! Before you, and I was like, no, 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 I'm, I, you know, I'm not ready to give it up just yet. Also, my wife likes my haircuts, and and that's and to be honest, I value her opinion more than I value yours, lady. I don't even know. Did you say that? No, but I said like, I'm, you know, my wife really likes my haircut, and then she said, I would like to have a word with your wife. Whoa! <laughs> I know, right? Her, her, I feel like she's misjudged the banter. <laughs> this is this is banter was, had amongst lifelong friends. I know it was it was hurtful a little bit. Man, yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna do some some? I wouldn't even do some feedback because they're probably all just laughing. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. If they ever um, heard this, yeah. Well, the, the the great thing about your wife is that she is short, and she, she can't. Yeah, she never, can't see that. She bit. never sees the fact that I'm, I'm really bald mm. in the back. Um, and the way that we have our cameras set up, you wouldn't notice it if I wasn't wearing a hat. But man, I just can't be. But I can't be asked with children not understanding that, that people lose their hair because that's all the people. That's the people who comment that I'm losing my hair are children idiots. Well, no one. Um, no, I think that the, the problem is it's the it's the mid stage, isn't it? Because no one says to Laurie that he's he's bald. No, because that's quite blatantly obvious. <laughs> yeah. But me and you, they they do sometimes go after about the. The receding hairlines. The widow's peak, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the islands and things like that. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a gut punch. I tried to laugh it out. You know, I tried to, like, really sort of make light of it. But she was not laughing back. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Because sometimes you, you, you do cry. <laughs> well, I, yeah, no, it's, that's, yeah, absolutely. But I did say, I was like, maybe this will be my last ever haircut. And she just went, hmm. Oh, oh man, yeah. that is rough. I didn't tip. I didn't. She seemed surprised I didn't tip as well. Like it's when, expensive. Like when I when I asked for my change, she did seem a bit surprised. She did a great job on the beard, though. Oh, the beard's amazing. She and yeah. she did a really good job on my hair. Like I think my hair gets really nice. Yeah, I think my hair gets pretty nice. It's just like, I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to bother cutting this much off? But I thought she did a really nice job on my beard. I uh, I didn't. You, I saw you when you came back. You seemed fine. Yeah, I know. I didn't know you were going through a world of existential <laughs> hurt. Well, it's, be- it's because I've never had a hairdresser say it to me. I've said it to myself, you know, um, and I've said it to friends. You and I have like had a Mojo Rawley promo yeah, in the mirror, in the mirror, but with also a mirror behind you. Yeah, I'm talking to the bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've, I've, I'm well aware, like that. I'm, I've got like a year's. I, I probably last year I had about a year's left of the comb over before it became like before it had to go. So I'm well aware. Like it was just I've never had a hairdresser say it to me. Well, what we should is anyone do, who's never cut my hair before. There's a uh, there's a bit in today's show where we talk about one last run for John Cena. Yeah, you you can't like one last title win run. He's seventeenth title win. Are you trying to say that I should get hair plugs? Well, I'm just saying if you do suddenly decide to get rid of it, if you came back to the office and you were like, I just decided to shave it all off because a nasty woman told me to. I would have been furious at you <laughs> because that is something we can make content out of. I was thinking this. When she was going to like clip it off, I was like, well, this is a video first. The content. A, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, A, that's a video first. 
Like, I'm, don't just shave this off. We build up to that yeah, for exactly. a punishment, yeah. an absolutely savage punishment. Well, we only so... do the hair, <laughs> not eyebrows or anything else. No, I quite like the rest of everything else, to be honest. Um, so, anyway, yeah, that's uh, we're going to kick off with the show now. We're going to what? You just say cack. That's a kickoff with the show. It sounded like cack off. Yeah, I might have said that. <laughs> um, pockets on shoes. Um, we're going to kick off with the show talking about AEW. Oh, that was the other thing. It's like, you got sh- you got nice shoes. What do you need hair for? I'm talking about my shoes. She's definitely on meth. <laughs> that's that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Logic. So anyway, uh, we're going to kick with the show talking about the AEW ticket rally that was held in uh, Las Vegas on Thursday. Here's the show. So my first time in the new Wrestle Ramble set with, yes, microphones on arms. Yeah, well, we're going to get a little pop shield. So apologies for all the peas. Penelope Ford is one person. I think she's the only P person. Oh, Pack. Hangman yeah, Page. Hangman. Yeah, there's a few in there. Oh, when you start looking for them, they're everywhere. Yeah. So sorry for all the pee pops, but we we've got we've got fun. This is this isn't where the new stuff stops. Exactly, we teased this on the NXT review, but this is just phase one of the. Well, technically it's phase two of the new setup because getting the new set was like phase one. So we're in phase two at the moment, but really phase three, which is the end game, is just around the corner. Yeah, but we won't d- dither too much on that. We'll save that for the podcast. <laughs> Pod. <laughs> We're here to talk about all elite wrestling. Chat me up, Lou Cohen, about the big ticket launch party thing. Yeah, did you watch it? No. No. So no, I was here building the set. Yes. But you didn't feel like watching it this morning? I suppose you had to no, watch I, Elimination Chamber a... 2011. And my freaking car no, was broken, broken into. into. <laughs> so, yes, get, I'll leave this one to you. Terrible. Don't watch NXT. Don't watch AEW. Do you even like wrestling? No, I hate it. <laughs> this is this is such a horrible life. <laughs> Ooh, we've wasted my life. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so All Elite Wrestling held their second rally. This one was at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. This was the ticket announcement party for Double or Nothing, which is going to be the follow-up show to All In. Um, I suppose really the big takeaway from this, because I've seen a few people that were a bit down on this. Andy Datsun came into the office this morning and was like, well, that was pointless. Um pointless um and he, he was he didn't seem very uh enthused about it at all uh but i thought actually it was pretty good we've got some new names on there and it, there wasn't any like aside from kenny omega no like big oh my effing jesus name but it was names that we'd already sort of heard like sammy Guevara and kylie ray and the lucha brothers and chucky t and trent beretta in fact really the only nyla rose is about the only name that we weren't really expecting i guess because she hadn't been linked to aew or like archer kong or you know something like that but really the big takeaway from this show was that they've announced they announced pre-sale codes for double or nothing so they said we're not going to make the same mistakes we did with all in so you can go to AllEliteWrestling.com now. Running wildly overtime matches. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we're not going to... Uh, we're going to launch this on All Elite Wrestling. You go to there and you can register your interest and that will get you a code and then you can use that code or the uh, pre-show, pre-show, the pre-order, which is on Monday, and that will guarantee you a ticket. Already, I feel like this might have been an error because... According to Cody on Jim Ross... It'll guarantee you a ticket. Well, I think they they were sort of skirting around that, but they were saying we're not trying to make the same mistakes we did. Because essentially what you've done is you've done a pre-sale before the pre-sale. And 
he said on Jim Ross's podcast that the MGM Grand, a strong estimate would be 11,600 seats in that building. No more than that. That's a strong estimate. And by 10, 15 p.m. on Thursday night, they'd sold 12,000 codes. And there's only going to be more people registering their interest. The website crashed. There were that many people trying to get onto it. So I suppose that's really the big takeaway from it was that they announced tickets and they broke their website and they've already sold out their second show, which is actually a great thing. Like Matt and Matt, uh, Nick and Cody were laughing about this in a press conference afterwards. It's like, yeah, the website crashed. But it's a good crash. It's a good kind of crash. It was okay. We, we're quite happy with this crash. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's, I mean, this shows that there's a lot of interest and excitement around it. And I think all the people who didn't go to All In, because there was an argument about All In, whether that was the peak, that was the climax of this outside WWE wrestling bubble. Yeah. And really, that was sort of the money shot where it's a spectacular moment, but then you don't feel that interested in what you're watching afterwards because the big thing's over. But this shows that there's more people who either, I bet everyone who went wants to go to the next one because they feel like they're part of something building from the ground up. It's like progress in its early days. Yeah, which I was I was a part of because I liked it before it was cool. And a bunch of other people who thought, ah, I'm not going to go to that one. But then they saw how fun it was, got massive, is it FOMO? Fear of missing out. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of only, people. I only learned that. about this this week. FOMO. Yeah, it's it's a it's an acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I I imagine. I mean, it's really good that they've sold out again. It's just I wish they went for a larger building because the first one sold. Although the ten thousand figure, it was more like eleven thousand that they crammed into the building. So they've gone for a building that's about seven hundred seats more in capacity. Yeah, but I, I, heard I think they were was, probably playing it safe. To being like, don't because you, you sold out ten thousand. You don't want to say, well, we'll do twenty thousand next. Mm. Then you just want to sort of, yeah. I think I think it's probably a smart play, but at the same time, you're like, oh, if only you'd have picked a bill bigger building. There's also the thing, uh, register your interest. To me, sounds like my birthday parties on Facebook. The amount of people who say they're coming is drastically higher than the, the people, people who, who turn up. Go. Exactly. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> so maybe that's maybe you're actually looking more at a 50% of the people who have signed up already but this is fitting with the 30 minutes sellout before and like you said if tickets don't go on sale till Monday in which case what was what was the thing it was a ticket announcement party yeah so they're you're announcing that tickets are going to go on sale. And when they're going to go on sale. I guess that was kind of the point of it. But also... Not a launch party. No. And also All Elite are very much in this sort of mode at the moment where I think they're using these rallies to kind of like drip feed you information about this product. Because like they didn't make any major announcements like a TV deal, even though we reportedly there is a, a major one in the works. Or they didn't bring in, you know, a, some really, really big names other than Kenny Omega. But and Pentagon and Phoenix. This is so. I I woke up and I read uh, I read the the sort of spoilers of what happened, and then I watched a few clips and talking to Randy Datz, and I was like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as it didn't feel as big as the other one. And then I I sat back and I thought, Kenny Omega's confirmed. Pentagon Junior's confirmed. Jimmy Havoc confirmed two days ago. Who's one of my favorite wrestlers in the UK? One of your favorite people in the yeah, UK. It's like. That, this is huge. It's a huge thing. It's actually right? a very yeah, huge yeah. thing, but because it's been so expected and because they did the angle with the Lucha Bros, I think, last weekend, yeah. it's kind of... 
they did shoot themselves in a the foot for this being a big reveal moment. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we were saying at sort of the top of this show, everyone that was there were people that you sort of expected to be there. And even like the names that weren't there, you sort of you already know are going there, like Jimmy Havoc or B Priestley or someone along those lines. So if Jimmy and B are at the next shows, you're like, well, yeah, I, I expected them to to be there. So yeah, it, it's kind of this sort of double-edged sword there at the moment, where they're being linked to so many names, and it just seems to be those names that they're linked to are then signed. Um, the the Lucha Brothers one is really interesting, and what I, th- I thought was kind of the most fascinating thing about this rally, just sort of. Moving the uh, moving the conversation along ever so slightly with the Lucha Brothers, thank you for that. Was their partnership that they've announced with AAA, which I thought was very very interesting. Figure Four called it a politically interesting move because New Japan Pro Wrestling have a relationship with CMLL, which is obviously then a relationship with Ring of Honor. And it almost feels like I think some people are speculating that perhaps they've gone with AAA because that way they can do sort of like a cross promotion of talent and they don't have to try and get into bed with CMLL and therefore not New Japan, who at the moment, Harold Meiji, when he was talking to Yahoo Sports in Japan, seemed very unenthused about like joining a relationship with AEW. I think that's so short-sighted. I feel like there is a bit of an, an honor thing holding them back here. Literally... With Ring of Honor being the US promotion New Japan and CMLL have working relationships with. And also kind of a pride thing. I think this promotion, this young upstart thing, has taken a lot of your talent. Like the Young Bucks, hugely popular in New Japan, along with... Kenny Omega, well, who was the, the top champion just you, a few months ago. I was going to say, you look at those American shows that they did quite recently and all the reports that came out of them. I know they had the visa issues, but like all the reports that came out of them were just like, these were not very good shows at all. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like that there's sort of an emotional reason beyond the political strategic uh, reason yeah. for New Japan not just saying, okay, sorry, we're dropping everything and going with... Uh, with AEW. Also, like, I, that I feel like the culture in Japan would honor pre existing working arrangements anyway. So they've got a long running deal with Ring of Honor. Exactly. So they wouldn't yeah. just jump into a new and thing. And the, the report is as well that New Japan were very upset that AEW took Trent Beretta from them. Oh, yeah, I guess he's. Un- so he was another signing with uh, the best T. friends and Chucky e. T. And Trent Beretta has been a, a large part of. New Japan for a long time, teaming with Rocky Romero, yeah. part of what faction was he part of? I'm just going to say Chaos. So, because as good as guess as any. Probably at one point he was. <laughs> and the best friends had wrestled a lot in Ring of Honor as well. So, yeah, that's another interesting thing. I get, but as always, there's one loser here, and it's Impact Wrestling. Yeah, well, so uh, the reports are with the Lucha Brothers contract that they've got with AEW is they're allowed to work with other promotions because they have they're quite prominent within Impact Wrestling. I would argue at the moment, not and, give it, and Major League Wrestling and MLW. And, and MLW. Yeah, exactly. And Pentagon Junior. One of the reported reasons why he turned down a WWE offer last year when they when WWE were aggressively going after the Lucha Brothers. One of the reasons that Pentagon turned down the offer is he wants to work with new japan and like chris jericho he's allowed to still work with new japan under his aew contract so i guess that's so lucha brothers can still do that but where that leaves impact is a gray area i suppose mm. but interestingly aew uh, sorry triple a have a relationship with impact yeah yeah conan Con- yeah conan 
is working both of them. He's the head of creative for both Impact and AAA. So is there then going to be some sort of relationship between AEW and Impact that we haven't really supposed to discuss because we've all been talking about Ring of Honor and New Japan? Well, yeah, and Impact... Impact seem to be open to everyone because they've got a lot of groundwork to make up for after the last few years. Yeah, unfortunately so. And they, I mean, they were working with Ring of Honor just last year when Austin Aries would turn up in Ring of Honor and challenge people for their mid-card titles despite being the top champion in T- in Impact. And back with the Hardys, they were meant to be doing some stuff oh, with yeah, the Young yeah, Bucks. Yeah. Like, they had arranged to do some matches with the Hardys. The reason why the Hardys went to Ring of Honor is because the idea was the Bucks were then going to come over to Impact. And that just never worked. Impact always seemed to be there the There was one... a regime change yes. during that time. Yeah, yeah. Impact always seemed to be the ones that will give you talent and then we never get anything mm. back in return. Um, which is a real shame for them, I guess. I... I just maybe imp- I think Impact would love to work with all elite wrestling, but if I'm AEW, and I l- I like Impact, remember, I don't want anything to do with Impact yeah. because Impact to me, well in in AEW's eyes, I imagine has so much of the TNA aura about it, and TNA was the last North American promotion that really tried to take it to WWE, and they didn't succeed at all it's almost a, a poison name at yeah this yeah it's yeah. really so, unfortunate for them and yeah like, and like, you know they're on sort of pursuit channel at the moment and sort of like streaming things on twitch and it just isn't seem to be really working out for them at the moment it's a shame because i want to see austin aries in aew i didn't realize that until this week of all the free agents and names yeah no one said austin aries no but he's i mean he's a huge player in this surely on ove I want OVE. Oh, Sammy Callahan versus Jimmy Havoc. I was going to say, Sammy with the Crists going over to AEW. And that's great. That's money to me. Well, maybe if I think Impact, the best thing for Impact is they get a bit of the AEW rub. And maybe that's how All Elite benefit from it. They get some talent from Impact and Impact can kind of jostle their way up. Another interesting thing, we'll get to the... We'll get to double or nothing in a moment. <laughs> there was a lot to talk about yeah, from yeah. The, the rally. There was nothing. There was a lot to talk about from that rally where we're all disappointed and Apparently nothing happened. Apparently so, yeah. Is that Kenny Omega is also a co-executive vice president of AEW, not just a performer, which I think is, I did not see that coming. For no. me, that's, that's actually alongside the AAA announcement yeah, in yeah. terms of surprise. Because all the wrestling and uh, talent... And matches that were set up, I think we all saw coming. But the low-key political stuff coming out of this is really, really interesting. And Omega is such a creative guy, and he has a certain perception of wrestling, how it should be pretty much an anime, which I, you know, I love. I'm, I'm fully behind this. The way he presents himself and films those intro packages and makes his entrances special for Wrestle Kingdom matches. I, it will be really interesting to see what he brings to the co-executive role. Obviously, Cody seems to be the business brain. Mm-hmm. The Bucks seem to be the social media merch geniuses. Kenny could be the last part of this quadrant that really brings the the artistic value to it. And Chris Jericho also, as reported, has a lot of sway in the promotion. I bet you he has. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, who do they both love? Don Callis <laughs> of Impact Wrestling. Yeah. So that he's the guy that got those two together to have the Wrestle Kingdom match, which arguably a lot of this all-in stuff can be traced back to yeah, as yeah. much as Dave Meltzer's original tweet with Cody. Completely, yeah. So it's it'll be interesting to see how the Impact side of things plays out. They could even, when we all said 
out of all of this, Ring of Honor and Impact are the losers no matter what happens. Impact might have found a way to they go up and top. I've convinced myself the other say, way. I, I started off saying Impact were doomed. <laughs> they, they stand the most to gain mm. from AEW, I would argue, because at the moment... AEW are almost at war. People keep saying like AEW are on are in war with WWE, but really they're they're more like in war with Ring of Honor and New Japan because they are part of this sort of really yeah. big. They're a really big sector of this talent bidding war that's currently going on of people of these companies just trying to sign people to exclusive contracts. It's Dave Meltzer said it's there's never been a better time to be a wrestler because if you're a free agent in particular, you have got various companies that are going to be coming to you offering you exclusive deals but also with the ability to go and wrestle elsewhere and this and the other wwe would be about the only one where they're like you're here and you're here alone everyone else would be like you can be here but if you really want to i suppose we can work into the contract you can go over here as well impact are never part of that conversation though because they're not trying to sign people to exclusive contracts and that then allows their talent to be more free and as you say to be like okay well we can give you x y and z to do double or nothing if we can have abc to come over and work slammiversary or bound yeah. for glory or something like that which they'll never get <laughs> well no what they'll do is they'll send Lost it in the post yeah they'll send ove like mm. for double or nothing and they'll get back the lucha brothers who they've, yeah. who they've already got. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> so talking about the actual Double or Nothing card and those Lucha Bros, there weren't any new matches set... Oh, no, there was one new match set up, which was SCU of uh, Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian yep. versus... Shima. Is that how you Shima, yeah. Shima. Yeah. Shima, who is a Chinese wrestler from OWE. Not I don't that. know if he is Chinese. Is he not? I, I don't I don't know. Okay, I'm going to quit. I'm not Google. familiar with him, and OWE keeps auto-correcting in my head as OVW. <laughs> so that's throwing me off a lot. But they're a Chinese promotion that have a working relationship with AEW. Yeah, he's Japanese. The only one... Uh, oh, because oh, he was trained by Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because I know who he is. I, I suddenly realized, I was thinking, I was like, I don't think he is Chinese because the story is he went to China to launch professional mm. wrestling over there. Yeah, and he's got, a, he's got a cool backstory as part of a faction from what I can remember. That's very vague. And so you've got that match. I'm sure that'll be fine. That's like a your sort of mid card filler. A good, um, uh, a good sort of debut for the OWE guys mm. to really like sort of put them onto an American stage and be like, and you like you couldn't have picked a better a partner or opponents rather than Christopher Daniels and Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Really, yeah, Daniels, the master oh, of making everyone look great. He's so talented. Also, it's interesting how AEW's first partnership is with. China, a Chinese promotion. And do you think of all the stuff WWE did a few years ago to try and break into that Chinese market? Yeah. All Elite Wrestling, maybe this is their actual big, big plan to globalize that way. It's interesting, but although I did see someone posted on the Wrestling Observer boards who lives in China that OWE is kind of seen as a bit of a joke mm. amongst Because, like, from what I can gather, from what like, stuff that I've read, China as a country has zero interest in professional wrestling. And this was kind of an experiment, but it's an experiment that hasn't really worked because it's almost like an impenetrable market. That It's just a country that's not interested in wrestling whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, just a cultural thing. Well, we'll yeah. see on that one. But there's also the already announced from the, uh, the first rally they did, Hangman Page versus Pac. I see that as being a... 
I feel like you've got three main events of this show. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they say that would be for the title. They don't say it's for the title, but they very much said these are the. This is the main event picture within this brand, mm. within this company. These two are part of this main event scene because. Uh, Pax promo was all about how I was. Uh, I've been places where I've never been seen. Or I've got a glass ceiling. I've never been at this level. And yeah, you had um, Alex Marvez and Conrad saying like these are the main eventers of all elite wrestling. So I'd imagine it will be for the title. It will be to crown the first champion. But that's as of yet unannounced. Yeah, and or maybe a number one contenders thing could be yeah. because Hangman Page when he was interrupted by Pack in that first rally. He was talking about how he's he wants to be the first champion, mm-hmm. and that's when Pat came out with these stupid, stupidly named <laughs> "Open the Dream Gate Dragon Gate Championship." You love it. Oh, what, a, what, a, what an awful! It sounds like it's going to go on a motivational motivational poster. That that title. It looks like the sort of posters that are hanging around this office. Uh, but so that you've got that. I, I imagine that's third from the top. You've got. I mean, do the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros get? the main event position no absolutely not well no. they got the main event for the last Omega one and they Ger- were cheated out of time Omega Jericho is the main event here I agree so Young Bucks and Lucha Bros is the co-main event yes in Wrestlemania terms oh, so it's going on first. opening the show <laughs> yeah. uh, and I mean that's not the worst idea absolutely though. it's really not I wouldn't do it I'm, I'm a I'm a b- much bigger fan of putting your most important matches on closer to the end of the card yeah I don't like the whole idea of opening with a bang like a steady build um, and yeah Kenny Omega Chris Jericho neither of those two matches have been confirmed but the angles that happened at the ticket yeah, announcement party set, up, yeah. set those up so when Omega was announced Fozzy interrupted him yeah Jericho came yeah. out and they got into a fight and had to be broken up by Billy Gunn and uh, and Christopher Daniels and Cody and uh, yeah Jericho was pulled to the back and Kenny did his little sign off and there's also uh, rounding out the the sort of angles was Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Yes. I don't know who these people uh, are. I'm unfamiliar with Kylie Rose. I'm, I'm also more or less unfamiliar with Kylie Ray as well. Nyla Rose. I've even said it wrong. <laughs> I'm how, not familiar you know, with the combination of both these people. I'm unfamiliar with a name I've just made up. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm unfamiliar with Nyla Rose in particular, but also Kylie Ray, other than in the pictures I've seen where she wears a Pikachu top. Um, so... Talk about all in there. (laughs) But this is, yeah, this feels like it's setting the stage for what their women's division is going to be. Um, Dave Meltzer's been talking about this on on Wrestling Observer Radio, and and, other people have as well, that all elite, AEW's biggest hurdle that they're going to have is their women's division, because WWE spent last year hoovering up all of the best talent from around the world in terms of the women's wrestlers. That's why the NXT roster seems really stacked at the moment. That's why the Mae Young Classic was kind of stacked with talent as well. It's because WWE went around and went, and we've just got all of them now, and they're all under our umbrella. So AEW now are just like, you know, Kylie Ray and Nyla Rose, they're the sort of names that they, they can get. But it's also a, it's kind of a brilliant thing. So it's the same with Jungle Boy and some of these other names that they've signed. They're projects. We, uh, they can put them into a sort of, we're putting these people up onto a pedestal and saying like, yeah, you don't know them now, but give it two months and you will, Duke. Yeah. Uh, also... Making new stars. Impact. Impact have a great women's division. Jordan Grace, man. Yeah, Jordan Grace. Uh, Kira Tessa Hogan. Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard, yeah. So if you merge those two, may- maybe get a few talent exchanges there. I don't know. Um, but those are, those are the five 
both set up and confirmed matches, but we've got a, a big old roster of people with nothing to do at the moment. Yeah, for a, a company that people used to say, like, oh, they haven't got a roster at all. They've got 20 people. All of a sudden, they've got this massive roster of people now to set up loads of matches. They've got a smackdown of people. <laughs> and it's like, I, because the people we've got here without matches aren't of the, the same name recognition as the, the people we've just talked about. But that's a stacked main event scene. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Cody's got nothing to do on the card. Yep. Actually, he's someone we've missed off. Mm -hmm. uh, Hangman Page, Neville, Pentagon, Phoenix. This is... That's a good that's a good list of names you've got right yeah, there. Yeah, and that that's enough people to easily share between your top two titles. Or I guess uh, the Bucks, again, there's going to be a strong tag team division. If you've got SCU, mm -hmm. uh, you've got the Best Friends and Young Bucks and, and the, the Lucha, Lucha Bros. Bros. Yeah. And the Revival eventually, presumably. And the Usos, <laughs> come at me. Yeah. Oh, we didn't say for the women's division, Sasha Banks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Randy Orton's going to turn up too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, Dolph Ziggler in this show. Yeah. No, Dolph is never leaving <laughs> WWE. Uh, but my, I mean, the, the the big missed opportunity here for me, and it's unfortunate. Joey Janela got injured last year. He had a cracking match with Hangman Page at All In. Uh, that's the one where the the penis druids came out. Joey Ryan hasn't been announced. Um, I don't know what his Lucha Underground status is well, and whether that stops him there from are being a, few, a part of it. Because I think Pentagon and Phoenix got the same deal with Lucha Underground. Mm. And so I, I guess it's the Lucha Underground's a really weird thing because they, they are on sort of exclusive contracts, but I think that somebody been able to work outside of the lines of those exclusive contracts. Yeah. Because Sonny, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, the other, you know, the, Sonny Kiss, sorry. Um, he's also a Lucha Underground talent. Hmm. Um, but, my, yeah, my big missed opportunity is Joey Janela, who's injured. And Jimmy Havoc. You've got this madman Joey Janela and this sadist master of making your skin crawl with paper cuts and lemon juice into cuts. You want to build to that one, Jimmy don't you? Jimmy Havoc. You want to set that match oh. up at Double or Nothing. Because they've announced a third show that mm. they're going to be doing in Jacksonville. Set that up at Double or Nothing to then pay off at the, the, the following show. Do you really want a sort of really hardcore deathmatch vibe at a show that is aimed to raise money for survivors of gun violence. I think keep I that get... I think keep that show straight. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just yeah, think play that you're, straight, yeah, maybe save the deathmatches. Mm. Yeah, you are right on that. Yeah, one, I'd skip the battle royal as well. <laughs> but so the that's another thing. These are only five matches. All in had nine on the main card. Yes, and eleven including eleven the in total. Yeah, one of those on the pre-show being the enormously fun battle royal. Yeah, so much fun! I actually rewatched it quite recently. It's yeah. so much fun. And Billy Gunn is a producer. He was in that match. Yeah, where's his kid? Where's his kid being signed? Yeah. So I, I just, I could see there also being a fun battle royal over the top, over the budget. Yeah, the over, over the budget battle royal. Yeah, great really name fun. as well. Uh, it's good to see Colt get a showing. So in terms of yeah, but he's on the Ring of Honor side of things I now. Know, so I imagine that yeah. takes him out of it. So much of that original show was Ring of Honor talent. So it's oh, I guess Nick Aldis is someone we haven't mentioned yep. who I'd I'd imagine would go in mm -hmm. a rematch between him and Cody could be quite yeah nice. yeah I'd see but like the the draw for that match wasn't that it was Cody and Aldis it was because it was for the NWA yeah yeah championship or the NWA to, uh, world who, title who has that is it is it Nick again. I'll tell you, what, I'll Google things live on air yeah. while you fill for time. Well, that's still still uh, a cracking half of a card, mm -hmm. and it's really the top half: Omega versus Jericho, Page versus Pack, 
Bucks versus Bros. The uh, the Wikipedia page still lists Cody Rhodes as the uh, the champion. So I don't think maybe he is. So yeah, I think whatever. The, the, although there's a bit of not disappointment, but I guess underwhelming feeling. I think that's more because we've been so our expectations have been built up so much. Thursday's ticket announcement party and the angles that were set up coming out of it. And even though we all knew Omega was going to sign, this is still tremendously exciting. Isn't it just? And I, I, would, I would recommend, if anyone's getting jaded, I know there's a lot of AEW news at the moment, but that's because it's one of the biggest things to happen in wrestling in two decades. Yeah. But this is an exciting time. This I, is something yeah. to be excited for. I'm, I'm, I'm stunned it's turned around this quickly. I think it's a vocal minority. Oh, it's 100%. But it's like any vocal minority. It's the same people that were rallying against like the Ghostbusters reboot. They're the ones that you sort of like end up getting focused on because they're the loudest people. Um, but well, I, when I was watching the stream this morning, because I watched on a, a delay for the, the announcement party, I had to turn off the um, the YouTube like live comments thing because every single comment was just like, oh, is this supposed to compete with WWE? What a joke. Who's this? Never heard of this person. It was nothing but negativity. And I'm like, don't need this. I do not need this in my life right now. It makes me feel good, though, because when we get negative comments, I'm like, oh, that's sad. But if I know Kenny Omega, the best wrestler, arguably, who's ever lived who's had so many six-star matches and seven-star matches. Who's he ever been? Yeah, and he's getting the same kind of vitriol. I'm thinking, okay, it happens to everyone. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sure. 
you're wondering to yourself, what the heck is this a crap gimmick? Well, that's a segment we do here each and every Saturday on the Wrestle Rumble, where you, the Swath Nation, submit to us your submissions of crap gimmicks, and we, as the purveyors of crap gimmick wrestling, will decide whether or not we want to sign them to our roster. What do you think a crap gimmick is? Well, we like to think of it as that WWF style of you are a wrestler and a blank, um, but you can be more abstract with it. As we revealed last week, we've got a brand new way of doing this because we had such a huge backlog that was going back to August of last year that we still haven't got to yet. Uh, I'm picking one from August and I'm just picking them at random throughout the, uh, the, the months and weeks that we've had since. So starting from August, when towards the end of August here, uh, James Starlet emails in Iceman Sparks with an X. Uh, so it's. I like the use of the X. Oh, Sparks it's... is. Is it just one X? Yes. That's a missed opportunity. Should it be three? Yeah, yeah, yeah three yeah. X's. Absolutely. Uh, well, if you like multiple letters, you're going to love one of the gimmicks that's coming up. Uh, so, Iceman Sparks. Bleached white hair and goatee, tall and muscular, wearing white contact lenses in blue and silver gear with an ice and lightning motif. When he was young, Iceman Sparks was struck by lightning. After that day, something died inside of him, and he became excessively cruel and violent, working out constantly, his nerves being dulled by childhood trauma. His finisher is a variation of the Canadian backbreak called the cold shoulder i like the it's visual solid, design solid submission it feels like this would have been submitted to a crap gimmick like the boxer gimmicks in the wwf mm. in the mid 90s yeah there's not much depth there i know it's probably the wrong place to look for depth in a crap crap gimmick segment mm -hmm. but that, that's that's a really nice superficial gimmick I felt you could dive into the punnage a bit more. Yeah, like uh, he doesn't feel pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Okay, I like yep. that. And and again, the, the, the two X's, it's marked, it's kind of, yeah, it's marked yeah. down in my estimation. Uh, Jeremy Fain, who is one of our pledge hammers, the phenomenal one, uh, to help add some baby faces to the roster, I submit Billy Boy Scout and Gabby Girl Scout. These two are in their early 20s who have come to CGW to earn a variety of merit badges. The quest for badges is what drives their backstage segments, feuds, and movesets. They come to the ring in typical scout garb with a uh, bugle charge as their entrance music. Sorry, I read that as bulge. And it <laughs> uh, Billy slaps hands with all the fans while Gabby hands out cookies. They are both by-the-book wrestlers as they will roll out of the ring from time to time to consult their scouts guys to wrestling manuals. They both use the same finisher, the salute, a saluting motion into the throat of their opponent. Thanks for the read. Have a good weekend. The phenomenal one. I really like that one. I, I think the phenomenal one could have dived into the idea a bit more. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have heard a few examples of feuds based on badges that they could get. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, like, uh, okay, I, I want to get my my knot tying badge. Boom. Submissions. Submission. Yeah. Yeah. Or I want to get my... You could, you could like, have that the scout leader would set... Their manager would be the scout leader, right? That's mm. what they said. Um, well, they don't say that, but that's a good that's a good addition. That's what's happened in my <laughs> head. And you would have—is it a scout leader over there? Yeah, boy scout, girl scout. Um, you would have him saying, "Okay, this week we're going to get this badge," and you'd be like, "How are they going to win this badge in this match? Because it's about starting a fire." Mm. And then the whole crowd could be like, "And you could build to that for weeks. You could—it doesn't have to be a weekly thing." They would get the badges at the pay-per-view yeah. in Inferno matches. And the sight of seeing two grown adults in the, the scouts' outfits yep. in an Inferno match going hell to leather, blading, 
just to get this little sewn-on patch. I, although funny enough, I don't know what American scouts dress like. Mm. I know British ones because I was one uh, and a cub, but I don't know what American scouts like. And this is one of my favorite things with crap gimmick submissions that I've noticed. Uh, we've been doing this segment for like you know a, two years or whatever it is. That's one of the most common phrases I hear is blank wears usual or like stereotypical typical blank garb. Because they've come up with a gimmick, like they're a road worker. They come down to the ring in typical road worker garb. Yeah. And you're like, well, what is that? Yeah, be more descriptive, folks. But I like that. I think that's got a lot of mileage. It's a it's a multi gender tag team, and I would like some gender mixed gender violence. Good. Yeah. So Excellent. That that fits well. And this comes in from Pele on December tenth. Uh, hello, Luke. the Pele. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Wow. I know. I didn't know he is was he a fan. Alive? My last knowledge of Pele was he used to do those adverts for... For erection tablets. <laughs> yes, he did. Are we still sponsored by Roman on the podcast? I don't think we are anymore. Because no. we, we are in good company <laughs> with Pele. Yeah. I think that one's been and gone. Um, which is what some men say. Um, so this comes in from Pele on December 10th. Hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I am Lefteres, and I'm from Cyprus, and I live in Leicester. It's quite the change, isn't it, to mm. go from Cyprus to Leicester? Hey, Leicester's. I didn't say it was a terrible part of the world. Hey, good, good pork pies and um, crisps. Uh, I would like to introduce you guys to Taz <laughs> with lots of Z's. Taz is a short, overweight, ugly oh, no. baby face, which the fans love because no. they feel sorry for him for being so ugly. Wait for it. He is wearing a singlet everywhere and he wears glasses like Taz's. Taz's being the wrestler. His theme song is something from Looney Tunes when Taz, the cartoon character, did the twisting thing and it made a sort of a motor sound like uh, his. So he doesn't look like Taz, wrestler. He looks like Taz, cartoon character. Okay, okay, just because Taz has very... The wrestler Taz has famously thin skin. Oh, yeah. And he has called out multiple YouTubers. He will come after us. We're, I think we're the only YouTubers who, because we tiptoe so delicately around <laughs> Taz subjects, that he hasn't come after and started genuine beef with. Yeah, even on our... Like, when we're behind the paywall, when we've done podcasts, <laughs> we've we, been like... We shut that down. Yeah, don't yeah. say anything bad about Taz. He will come after you. He will suplex you. So for, for, for if Taz is watching or someone sends a clip to him into his radio show, we are not insulting Taz. The guy from Leicester is. Where does he live again? Leicester. Leicester, and his name is Leftarius. So you yeah. can... you Ooh, can well, good pronunciation. That's... That's quite unique. You can, you can yeah. track him down and attack him. Anyway, his gimmick is a mix of Taz from Looney Tunes and Taz from ECW. Um, he always cuts promos about running circles around his opponents, creating a Taz twister, which is his finisher. Yeah, just running circles around them until the opponent gets dizzy and then faints. As soon as he faints, he grabs the mic and says, Zzz, which doesn't mean anything, but does that every time anyway. His wrestling style is a general brawler who avoids fighting his opponents, even though it makes zero sense. Every time he avoids the first punch, his opponent tries to throw at him, he turns straight at the hard camera, smiles, and gives a thumbs up even though the opponent is right in front of him. Hope you guys like it. Keep the awesome job for the daily content. Lots of love from Lester. I like the name. But I wanted it to go a different direction. Oh, yeah? I thought the genius of Taz, with multiple Zs, more than two, crucially, mm -hmm. would be the fun of a cease and desist gimmick. Oh, where yeah. he really is Taz. Like, maybe we just got Taz. <laughs> 
but he has been priced out of four different name combinations by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've all been trademarked by other companies and he needs to pay off a beach house. <laughs> so here he is in crap gimmick wrestling as Taz with more Zs. five Zs. Yeah. So I, I want you to legit pitch a, a crap gimmick for the real life wrestler Taz. We were just talking about how we didn't want to get any beef with Taz. And now you're saying that he's, he's struggling on his beach house No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. In this fictional world. That this is all in you character. Big, I'm nothing oh but my DM God, from no. him now. You've, you've, you've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. I can't allow you to think you could just walk away. So should, should we sign uh, the scouts now? Yeah, go on then, yeah. Just forget that whole Taz bit never happened. And if you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon and leave your comment in the community section. That is quite key. In the community section, do not email it to me. I will lose it. Just putting it out there, it happens. Dan did it. Dan, d number one fan, Dan. Yes, despite the fact I keep saying, in the community tab, email. He's so good at following rules. Craig Roberts asks, with Y2J now in AEW, would, will Vince McMahon feel let down and stop Jericho from going into the Hall of Fame? I mean, my first point would be, it doesn't matter, because the Hall of Fame is a joke. Mm. But secondly... Um, Jeff Jarrett's in the Hall of Fame. The Ultimate Warrior's in the Hall of Fame. Vin it, Vince's emotions will change with the winds does. Like, Jericho will eventually go into the Hall of Fame for whatever reason. Yeah, Jericho will finish. I mean, Jericho is getting on a bit. He's, what, mid-40s? No, mm -hmm. oh, he's like 40. Is he 48, 49? Uh, Google, on Google that one as well. So he's he's getting on a bit. He's Realistically, his AEW run isn't going to be forever. 48, 48 yeah. So... He's got a style. He's he's changed it up enough where he can still go at a very good level. But he will be over 50 soon. I think his AEW contract is three years, I want to say, as well. So that will take him to 51. And then, you know, maybe signs for a year extra. And then he decides, I'm retired for the first time. And then he waits two years, doesn't do anything. That's when Vince will come over and say, hey, want to be the Raw general manager? And you get a Hall of Fame induction out of it and one last crappy run. And then Stephanie can emasculate you on Raw every single week because yeah. she's the true authority figure. I uh, mean, it would be interesting to see Jericho in, in that Mick... I would have said Mick Foley would never let that happen to him. <laughs> but it did. Kurt, Kurt was right for the picking, <laughs> unfortunately. Kurt walked right into their in trap. In hindsight, that was a big mistake. We all knew it. <laughs> I thought they would take a serious route with Kurt. No, absolutely not. But but Foley, I, I thought Foley wouldn't take that for so long, but he did. Mm -hmm. So maybe Chris would get just emasculated around. Could be. Uh, Diamond Crusader with his uh, Do You Remember segment, episode 30 of the Flickering Myth podcast, you told the listeners, uh, I, th I believe you they were actually called um, uh, Our Congregation, yes. not listeners. Another uh, thing we stole from... Kermode and Mayer's podcast. <laughs> you told the congregation um, how both of you lost your mosh pit virginities. Luke at 14 and Ollie at, quote, almost 30. That podcast was also recorded from both of your respective bedrooms just a few days before the new Ghostbusters movie came out. Uh, Ollie's girlfriend also got a slow clap for writing an iTunes review for you. Ah. Thank, you for being, uh, thank you for being born and go monk yourself. Diamond Crusader. <laughs> I remember go monk, monk yourself. yourself. That was the... It was our pitch for the next Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. 
No, it was the official tagline of Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was go monk yourself <laughs> or get monked or something that just felt wrong to say yeah. on a kid's film. Uptown Monk or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Monk yourself. It sounds it sounds awful. I thought it was our pitch for a new film. Maybe. I, th- I thought we had made that up because it's so terrible. Maybe I made it up. I yeah. can't remember. I can't remember what's real and faking anymore. Uh but yes, I do remember uh, uh, Mosh Pit Virginities. Yours came with seeing your first pair of exposed breasts in real life. Uh, on the same day, yes. Um, but it was at Reading Festival 2000, um, watching A. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it was. Terrible band to Google. <laughs> they really are. And every time, I think I've told the story on that podcast as well, that whenever my, my iPod, because it's very, very old, and I don't want to buy a new one. It's got one. the click wheel. Yep. Uh, it, it genuinely has. Whenever it resets, because it will do, after it plays about 130 songs, it runs out of like memory and it just resets and starts again. A, by A, is always the first song it will play. Mm, smart. It is smart. It's one of the most played tracks on my iPod. My, my uh, Mosh Pit virginity was lost when a friend at Glastonbury said, hey, let's go check out Bring Me the Horizon. They're really fun. I was like, they sound like a fun rock band. We get there. And before the gig starts we somehow got right to the front because there was a lot of people who didn't want to be at the front we didn't really see what was happening and then this video played it was like a public safety announcement uh, please don't start fires don't do this etc etc ha 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 isn't this funny and then it all just stopped and a woman's voice said now open this mother effer up <laughs> and we were like well that's a weird turn of phrase and then every this big circle of death just happened in front of us that we were in and we were just like we've made a big mistake <laughs> and i turned to rich who was the guy who said we should go there and he says i don't know what hap- what's happening we shouldn't be here right now but there was a metal bar behind us we couldn't get out now and then a guy just straight wanders into the middle of the this circle that's now exposed wearing a helmet <laughs> and all chaos just broke loose yeah uh, yeah, and I jumped in. I, believe, I got involved. I believe the lead singer's exact words were, now effing kill each other. Yeah, that terrified me. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, my uh, my wife says it's one of the funniest stories she's ever heard mm. is, is you recounting that. Uh, Zachary Gibson uh, did send me in an email that somehow managed to make it in here, um, making the suggestion for a Legends belt. Uh, the on-air returns of Double J and the Road Dog have made me wish the returning legends had something to compete for in addition to putting over new talent. Um, I think we've got enough titles, as it is, and I don't think we just need to be giving like the legends titles for the sake of it. Exactly, especially when uh, you know that they can only wrestle so many matches at WrestleMania. Yeah. Who's going to have the belt? I I don't like it at all, I'm, I'm afraid, because I think the best use of the Legends is to mix it up with the current roster of guys to, to sort of elevate them, give them that name rub, and eventually, hopefully, put them over. And I would love to see Jeff Jarrett go for the Intercontinental title. I think a Legends division would sort of be a bit of a joke after a it while. Would be, yeah. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't, I, wouldn't I wouldn't like it, it at all. No. Yeah. Uh, Zach also asked that uh, he would like to be uh, Mr. Soon-to-be-recognized Zachary Gibson as his um, $25 and above name, but sure. I've already picked one out for him. He is Patreon's number one, Zachary Gibson. That's much better, Zachary. Yeah. 
Uh, Dan the Man, when do you think the best time is for Cena to capture his 17th title reign and how do you think it will be? P.S. Love all the work you guys do. Been a fan since the very beginning and it only gets better as it goes on. Uh, of course, the correct answer here is at a B-level pay-per-view as a transitional champion. Yes, that yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah. the way to do it. No, it should be it should be a full-on Tanahashi, one last hurrah thing. And maybe, I can't believe uh, I'm saying this, 2011 Ollie is shaking his hand into the future with fury. He should retire as champion and then the belt becomes vacant. And he should win that at WrestleMania and then he should retire the next night on Raw. And then come back three years later. But, you know, it would be a nice moment for that then. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to say never. I don't, ah. I don't think Cena needs a 17th title reign. Is anyone really clamoring for a John Cena 17th title reign in 2019? I love John Cena as much as the next guy, don't get me wrong. But I'm not looking at John Cena going like, God, I hope he's champion again. He doesn't need it, you're right. And But I, I just think it would be such a good story to tell. You want to do this with Kurt Angle as well. I wanted, yeah, because <laughs> it's a great story to tell that usually always works. Yeah. Yes. It works with Tanahashi because people genuinely love Tanahashi. I genuinely love Kurt Angle. You genuinely I love now Kurt Angle. Genuinely people love chant, John you Cena. suck at Kurt Angle. They do. In it a loving jest. way. Uh, Olivia Brown, uh, as a Dean Ambrose question, uh, I've been looking at all the news feeds and all I see is is Dean Ambrose going to AEW? My question at the moment am I the only one who thinks he could go to Impact? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds harsh on both you and Impact, but I think you might be the only person. Um, I guess there's the intrigue of a Sammy Callahan Dean Ambrose match, but if I if he doesn't go to AEW, I can see him just turning up at a CZW show, kind of in the mold of Pack when he went to Dragon, to Gate. Dragon Gate. Yeah, that's what he said on Jericho's podcast. He said that I'm going to do one more. When I leave WWE, I've got one more death match in me, and then I'm just going to retire. And that's it. I could see from death matches or wrestling in general. Wrestling in general. Wow. I could see, and I we talked about this on last week's show. I think I can see him becoming this CM Punk mythical like figure of just like when will Dean Ambrose return to wrestling? And when they hold all in ten, we'll be like, is Dean? And they're going to go up to an off, make him an offer, but he's going to say it's not really an offer because I know you gave me a monetary value and a date with some flights, but it's not a, it's not an offer. It's vague. I didn't understand the terms. Craig Roberts asks, I'm in need of some major advice from Luke, Ollie, and Laurie after joining WrestleTalk's Patreon and Inside the Ropes Patreon pages. I'm conflicted as to whether I should join Cultaholics after their shocking behavior towards the SWAT Nation last year. Um, I mean, I would say so. Support who you like. Yeah, if you've got, if you've got the money for it, you should, you should spread the, the funds around Absolutely. monetary love to Absolutely. as many struggling little wrestling YouTube channels like ourselves. Uh, but if you're going to drop... If you have to start cunning people, definitely Coldaholic first, then Inside the Ropes. Yeah. And that's, you that's should right. eliminate bread before you eliminate your Patreon pledge to us. Which is probably just a good life advice anyway. Uh, Juan Gabriel asks, I'm pretty sure the dish Ollie ate uh, called Ropevasia. <gasps> it is. Which means old rags or old clothes. It's a delicious dish. Rice beans, tostones, yes. fried uh, plantain, and uh, meat with a, de a delectable sauce. I highly recommend it to everyone. It's also a Puerto Rican dish. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's it had a longer name. It was like Ropa Vieja de Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it was yeah. it was delicious. Uh, Connor going, once AEW secures a weekly TV deal, as we expect it to do, what do you see the company's initial goals slash objectives being? What kind of first steps can we expect to see? 
um, put on a good weekly product, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah, money. get the ratings up. Well, well the, the, the the rating the the money will come from the TV deal. Yes. So they'll be making money from the get. You think you only get that to then do more shows to make more money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. First steps. That's an interesting one. You, I think you you really concentrate on your TV product first for at least six months, and you do live live shows. And then you start to flesh out your touring schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose the house shows will be yeah. the... That, I mean, that's a huge money driver. Well, it can be anyway. It can... Yeah, I, d- I just think now, from the get-go, house shows, I wouldn't focus on. I, w- I would focus on the TV product and making that as dynamic as possible. Um, doing, like, a pay-per-view every two months and a proper pay-per-view on traditional pay-per-view services. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then merch. I think that's the Young Bucks real strength. I was going to say, merchandise yeah. will be the one area. I think that's probably where they might, aside from TV, will be the way they make the most money. Uh, Jack Dolan asks, if you could have a Stone Cold Beer bash at any uh, uh, any beer standing on the turnbuckle, if you could Stone Cold Beer bash any beer standing on the turnbuckle, which beer would you choose? Uh, I am going to say um, Carling because I don't want to waste good beer. Because with a Stone Cold Beer Bash, all you're doing is cracking two cans and then just pouring it over yourself. Yeah. I don't want to do that with a beer I like. That's a waste of beer. I guess Stone Cold's not doing it thinking, thinking, oh, I'll, I'll waste money here. <clears throat> it's, it's more about the decadence of it, isn't it? So you'd want, you'd want to be bathed in your favorite thing, chocolate milk. Do I have to have beer? <laughs> I want it to curdle oh, say, all over me gross. on a hot day, yeah. not thirst quenching in the slightest. And it will probably give you a funny tummy. I was going to say, that churns my stomach a little bit because it reminds me of when I was super hungover. When I was about 16, maybe 17, I was so, so hungover. And I thought, do you know what's going to make me feel better? A big bottle of fridge, you know, like the uh, the, the milkshake. And I had the chocolate fudge one because it's the one with um, uh, Chief Wiggum on the, on the front of it. And I downed the whole thing in one. And then I had a bus ride, and it was very shaky and very wobbly. And I touch and go. Threw up on it. Oh wow! In the aisle, threw up in the middle of the aisle. Was was there anything out the other end? Uh, Not for not a twofer. No, no, it wasn't a twofer. It was just all up. And um, yeah, there were people at the back of the bus who had then had to sort of jump over, uh, jump over it. Not not one of my finer moments. I'll be honest with you. John Smith asks, um, how uh, how were you able to improve slash become more confident when it comes to presenting videos? Any advice? Well, someone will tell you that I haven't, but um, I, I can Oh, you have. <laughs> you are awful. <laughs> um, yeah, edit yourself. Not and that, and that sounds like edit yourself as in... In front of the camera. Don't, don't talk as much. No, record yourself and then edit yourself into what you want the final thing to be and do that for three months yeah. <laughs> do that daily for three months and you'll see all the because no, no one no one will hate your your presenting style more than you yeah you know, exactly sort of oh i said that wrong oh i've got a stupid nasal voice huh i sound weird if i don't shout really, really loudly yeah and uh you, you develop it that way that's a, that. That'd be the same advice I would have: is edit yourself. That was because that was what I did when I first joined WrestleTalkers. I was editing all of my own videos, and that really did help me. That was intentional. I know, man. Yeah. It worked because I did need some help. Um, Martin Harmon asks: uh, Would you rather live in a world where the minimum cost of jeans is fifty pounds, but you get 50, quali- uh, 50 pairs of quality jeans? 
Oh, hang on, I see. Would you rather live in a world where the minimum cost of jeans is £50, but you get £50 quality jeans, or tabletop games cost a maximum of £10, but you only get £10 quality games? So this stems from uh, a very much a podcast discussion we've been having about how the fact I think that clothes are too expensive, and I don't think you need to spend any more than £10 on a pair of jeans. I think, I think spending more than £15 on a pair of jeans is ludicrous and is unnecessary. I'm of the other opinion where where that's a bit crazy talk. So, of course, I'll go for the £50 one. Uh, but what would you go for? Because this is this is designed for you. It is designed for me. But, I mean, like, that suggests that you can't get decent tabletop games for £10, which, which you can. You can get loads of really good games for £10 or less. But what about all the good over £10 quality ones you'll be missing out on? like the ones I've spent, on? like, £130 yeah, yeah. on and things like that, like I did for the... Just, but, like, games. how often do you buy jeans? Well, I think I would go for the jeans option, but also if you if you're in a world where the minimum cost or the standard cost of jeans is fifty pounds, then I would I wouldn't be so head up about it, I guess, because I would just expect them to cost fifty pounds. But I would never spend more than fifty pounds on a pair of jeans, because there's no you know like that jumper, the one that um, the the blackface jumper that caused all that outrage, the Gucci one. Yes, quite and, and quite rightly so. I thought the most offensive thing about that was the fact it cost nearly a thousand pounds for a jumper. Who in the world is spending a thousand pounds on a jumper? Because that is insane. You're more concerned about money than offending races. That is terribly offensive. It really was. And it was so short sighted and so idiotic to release. But also it was a thousand pounds. That isn't that's um Let's be fair. Let's Unreal be fair. It was about six hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, so it was a thousand dollars then. That's still. That's even, it was eight hundred and ninety dollars. I don't know where the problem is. You're saying, oh, well, really? In real world money, it's only six hundred quid. Yeah, in like, TK that's Max, a fine amount. In TK Maxx, that will be four hundred. Eight next pounds. Year. Eight pounds. This cost, yeah. and it's wonderful. Eight pounds. 600 pounds is that all the questions i think that's all the questions that's all we've got time for today please leave your comments on how much we need pop 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 shields on the mics but also say how how nice this new setup is (laughs) because we spent ages on it and there's more to come yeah uh, with pop shields and hopefully no mistakes in the intro we were talking about Hair and punishments. Mm-hmm. I'm a hairy person. Unfortunately, not where I want to be on my head, mm-hmm. but all over my body. Sometimes people see my just my calves, and they think I'm an ape man. Yeah, some kind of missing link. And You're not that hairy though, are you? I would say that that's are, very hairy. Your legs are quite hairy, but I wouldn't say they're like crazy hairy. It though. gets hairier as you go up the leg. And around the middle area, <laughs> it's like a 70s adult oh, yeah. film in there. <laughs> yeah. So I've always thought one day I'd wax my legs. It'd be enormously painful. Mm-hmm. But that's the sort of thing I should save for a punishment. That's, right? t- that's content. That's, yeah. that's content right there. The, so it'd be a hair versus hair match between me oh, and you. Oh, I like it. But you're, the hair on your head yeah. versus the, the hair, hair on, on my body. Yeah. Back sacking crack. <laughs> On the subject of... Sorry, do you want to... I was just going to say another one. Nose hair. So Mm. I've got hairy noses. My friend recently, he said it was one of the most painful things he's ever had to endure. But 
the 10 minutes afterwards were amazing. They they wax a earbud and they put it up your nose and they get it all round there, no. leave it in for a bit and then yank no. it out and all of your hair comes out oh, of your nose. Oh, that feel. Because like when I get nose hairs, because some of mine just sort of like, they'll just creep out. Oh, It'll yeah. just be one really long one. It'll just sort of curl up around your nostril. Like, and I'll just get like a pair of tweezers and I'll just yank that that sucker out or I just grab it with like my fingers and just yank that out and that does make you go like oh, 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 and it makes you feel like your nose it's a, it's a, a crying oh, response right, yeah. yeah but I'm not sure I could deal with like a whole wax thing going up there but it's, it kind of feels nice at the same time after you've done it it's kind of like a release right yeah, kind so of, yeah. you'll get the you get all the pain but do you think that would just be more comments on our videos being like you just do punishments that you want to do yeah <laughs> they're the best sorts of punishments for us they're still a thing. Yeah, totally. I, I want to do them in my free time. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the subject of uh, pockets on shoes. Yes. Um, someone did email in. Brad emailed in to say, Hi, Luke. Shoes with pockets were a popular fad in the 1980s in the US. The biggest brand was Kangaroos. I'm sure Ollie will be impressed with the branding wordplay. Uh, I remember about half the kids in my elementary school, same as primary education in the UK, had these shoes and used to store their lunch tickets, basically prepaid vouchers, to get hot lunches at schools. If I'm at those schools, I'm beating up those kids and taking their shoes. Yeah? No, I wouldn't do that. They sound stupid, though. Kangaroos. Yeah, 1979. What is it with kids and just putting gimmicks on shoes? Like, shoes shoes have to be exciting to them. Yeah. Lights. Wheels. The wheels ones never really made much sense to me. Well, you get places quicker. Yeah, but you're doing that. Mm, you but know, then, I, I, like, I, your yeah. family have to catch up with you. Yeah. You are very rarely out by yourself <laughs> as a kid with cakes. What are they called? Wheelies. Wheelies. They called. I, I know that because I used to sell them at the entertainer uh, where I used to work as yeah. a toy shop in the UK. I'm just saying, kids, they're, they're just shoes. Stop! Stop putting so much stuff on them. Pockets yeah. now as well. Yeah, well, I mean, this was in the 1980s, so maybe that fad has completely died out. But maybe I'm going to bring it back, you know, with my um, anti-fashion agenda. Uh, James... Well, you haven't got a piece of merch yet. You were complaining about this. <laughs> and rather than a T-shirt you say, design. You say complaining. That makes it sound like I'm whinging, like I'm Randy Datsun having a, a proper whinge in a moment. No, you have a proper prima donna fit about it. <laughs> I've won I have said twice, I don't have a T-shirt. Laurie has one. He's barely been here. He's got a gimmick. I got a gimmick. What? I need to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I think shoes with pockets. So either we make shoes with pockets or we make a t-shirt with a picture of a shoe with some pockets on. Yeah. I was going to have Podmaster. It's going to sell zero. Oh, yeah. I was going to go with Podmaster, like a Pokemon thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And but... potentially IP infringing. But we'll we'll look into it. Exactly. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> the, the, the Wendy's one. Yeah. Yeah, you can work around these things. Uh, James Dillon also sent in a, uh, a list of dogs um, that you will be fine with. Huh. Uh, hi, Luke. Uh, if the... Um, uh, he said if the missus, I'm assuming he's referring to you, is looking for a dog and allergies are a concern, I suggest looking into doodles. These are dogs bred with poodles. Poodles don't have fur. They have hair and do not shed. This reduces the potential allergy attacks. A common exa example is the golden doodle, which is half poodle, half golden retriever, but there are a variety of options. The doodle dogs are very common here in the States. Not sure about your side of the ocean. If you're going to lose this battle over getting a dog, may as well get a well-tempered breed that won't implode your sinus cavity. Good luck from James. And that is what a, go uh, a golden doodle looks like. Oh, that's adorable. It's cute, right? That's like a classic dog dog yeah it's cute, if right? i drew a dog 
I'd probably draw that, but with a patch. And oh, look at that one, mate. Oh, look why at is it the, so sad? Look at the face on that one. It looks one. like it's abused. Oh, What's that toy in the background? Uh, it looks like a carrot with nice. two bits on it. Like two to, stalks. To squeeze. Yeah. I, um, I mean, thanks for the suggestions. I'm never going to get a dog, though. <laughs> that is far too much work. Yeah? Yeah. Dogs, dogs, are, dogs are a lot of effort. Oh, like, yeah, but cats, now they don't care. No, nope, they just look yeah. after themselves. Yeah, well, yeah. you don't own a cat. A cat owns you. Yeah. Like, you essentially just, like, it's like living with a teenager. I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, do you want a Rusev hay? How much time we got? Um, let's have this Rusev hay. This is from Cam. Uh, Good morning, Luke. I'm a reporter and news anchor for a radio station in Milton, Ontario, Canada. This past Christmas, I covered the miracle on mainstream events created 10 years ago by Milton's most famous resident, Tiger Ali Singh, and his father, l the legendary Tiger Jeet Singh. Do you know Tiger Ali Singh? I know the name. Why do I know the name? So Tiger Ali Singh was a wrestler. It was in the WWF in the late 90s. He was brought in to be like the Indian Hulk Hogan. Like they thought he was going to be the bee's knees. Bruce Pritchard has talked about him a lot on the podcast where he's just like he had everything, but then the bell had to ring. And then he essentially became the butt of jokes and racial abuse, essentially. Hey, that's WWF. And you'd yeah. think it would only stop in the 90s. Oh, no. Nah -uh. No. Uh, he used to say things like cause he was used to... Um, Vince McMahon would tell him to like wear certain outfits and he'd be like, this is not my culture, this isn't my religion and it's actually quite offensive and my family are being really offended by it. He's been saying this in shoot interviews and Vince just grabbed him and was just like, you wear the goddamn costume. So yes, that was the... Pow. Uh, so that was the relationship that Tiger Ali Singh had with uh, the WWF. Now, regarding of what your option, uh, your opinions are of Tiger Ali Singh, quote, the wrestler, note, he was pretty terrible. Tiger Ali, quote, the man, is a friendly giant. Every year in December, Tiger collects toy donations to eventually give out to underprivileged Aww. children in the Halton region as his big event, Miracle on Main Street. This past year, he joined forces with the regional police service and announced that next year he is looking to make Miracle on Main event a national event event partnering with air canada i flew with air canada uh, this means going to fly uh, this means he's going to fly across the country in the span of a day and hand out presents to children who otherwise wouldn't get presents on christmas and uh, now you may or may not ask yourself why does an indian canadian man celebrate christmas he said that uh, he said that to him christmas isn't about religion or race it's a moment of the year where people can come together and find light in the cold winter i wasn't sure how professional it was to email this in but i decided to screw it he's great and he deserves the respect for the work he does here in canada if you've ever wondered how is tiger rally singh doing these days he's a very very, very, very rich man. I'm attaching a photo of Tiger Jeet Singh, a police sergeant, and Tiger Ali uh, in a very humbling to see Tiger Jeet Singh, of all people, cry about the love of the community his son gives. And that's a photo of them there. Hey, hey. he's an enormous man. It's nice, isn't it, right? That's lovely. Yeah. Ah. Lovely. Well done, Tiger. Thank the you. Tigers. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much for that email. That was a, a really nice, heartwarming uh, email. Um, He's a real reporter, yeah. unlike us. Oh, absolutely. We're yeah. news attainers. Yeah, we just talk about AEW. Mm. We're not. We're not real journalists. Um, shall we have a joke before we get out of here? If we must. Um, I mean, we could talk about wishing me luck about the half marathon. Oh, is it this weekend? Sunday, but fine. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was this weekend. No, no, it's, it's fine. I've I reason... just been talking about it all week. For some reason, you. I thought it was next weekend. No, no, it's, it's this Sunday. No, I'm getting confused with my wife's half marathon. But, man, like, how's your, is your training fine? Is it all good? It's fine. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Do you know where it is? Where? It's literally outside. 
the course, I have to run past our hairdressers that we just talked about oh, yeah? three times. <laughs> and I'm going to go into the breakfast club afterwards and stink the place up oh, and mate. eat all the bacon. Nice. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting. What's your aim time-wise? Ten minutes. I... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Aiming for, uh, realistically, though... I'll be I'll be really happy with one hour fifty five. Yeah, I rent my first ever by myself, and I did one hour fifty eight fifty two. So hopefully, with all the people there and the 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 sort of pomp and circumstance that comes with it, mm-hmm. plus playing a really fast podcast. I was going to say, are you podcasting or are you music? A podcast yeah. takes my mind off it more. Uh, yeah. Which podcast have you got? Well, I've got I'm, an audio. I'm, I'm assuming it's a. I was going to say Conan <laughs> O'Brien. No, I am and doing a uh, the big short novelization, oh, so cool. book on the financial crash. I'm so cool. You are cool. Uh, but let's have a joke before we get out of here. Um, Josh uh, googled uh, wrestling jokes, and he says, "Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, the Wrestle Tikes, James, Josh, Liam, Pete, Brian, Jamal, Emma, Greg, oh, and the wow, cardboard that's the Nikki, whole gang, but most certainly not Randy Jackson." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did Devon tell Bubba when they were working at McDonald's? Oh, Bubba, test the fries. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Not not good to make me laugh, but yeah. that is funny. I think we've had this on the podcast before as well, but I like it. How many Vince McMahons does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. Yeah. Luke, uh, light bulb, screwed light bulb. I thought you were going to say Luke. I, I nearly did, because I'm very bad at my job. No, Luke, I am your light bulb. <laughs> We'll talk about Chris Jericho's podcast Oh, me and Laurie, talked, me oh, and Laurie talked about it. With the, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Um, uh, and James, finally, uh, with our final jokes. I don't usually tell dad jokes, but when I do, he laughs. Very, very smart. I like that one a lot. Uh, but that is all we've got time for on this show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week on uh, the Raw Review on Tuesday, then for SmackDown on Wednesday. NXT back at its usual time on a Thursday, not delayed by a day. I uh, hope you well, all... Well, maybe. Oh, actually, you're right, yeah, because we've got to do, like... We're doing our Phase 3 kicks off on Wednesday, right? Calibration. It's good. It's a day of calibration. Yeah. So... Whatever that means. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway, thank you so much getting, for listening. Getting realistic estimate times is difficult. <laughs> it's it's proved. So we five-hour jobs. Well, it went from actually, two days to five hours. Yeah, but a week was more realistic. So none of the times, yeah. none of the times seem to match up. Uh, but we will spe- uh, see you then. Speed you then. Terrible at this. We'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.